My name is Chris Spaggs, and I'm on a quest to stack up every NFL team in Underdog Fantasy's Best Ball Mania 4 with $3 million to first place. You guys know the drill by now. I will spin this wheel, and it's going to tell me who I have to draft this week, so let's find out. Please give me somebody good. We've had a lot of bad teams here. Oh! Oh! The Indianapolis Colts. Who would what a day! What a day here on Spag Stacks. The Colts jersey, the Richardson jersey is in play. I am in a waiting room right now for this underdog draft. Let me share the screen here. But we are going to try to get ourselves some Colts, a thing you never see me draft on stream. Finally, today's the day where I get to draft Indianapolis Colts. What a treat. What a treat here on Spag Stacks. Shout out to the chat as well. Heidi Ho, got to get AR in round four. I hope AR gets sniped. I, I hope not. Um, if that's the case, I guess we'll go with the, the 10 weeks of Gardner Minshew starting with the Colts having a week 11 bye week, I believe. So that's one where worst case scenario, you would think that uh, you would see Anthony Richardson starting by probably week 12. And that's like the worst case outcome. That said, and, I, and again, I've thought myself through this already. You guys know my, my AR bags and also my AR public stands where uh, Brian Hooper, Brick, talking about me on Lulz as being the guy who, uh, who could be correct if his uh, betting prognos uh, prognostications are right about uh, the Colts lines and all that and how they are looking up for, I guess, the playoff weeks of best ball mania four. Um, but yeah, I definitely, uh, I'm excited to draft some Colts today on stream and uh, get another share of AR. Cause honestly, guys, I think I'm now under 33% AR. So uh, this is a good way for me to stay ahead of the pack there. Stay ahead of where I need to be. Let's go. Yes. Let's, let's fucking go. Indeed. Though I shouldn't curse this early in the stream or I risk YouTube demonetizing me once again, because they don't like my, they don't like my casual F bombs being thrown around. You can see I'm in the five hole here. So we'll see what kind of draft we're getting uh, a lot of badges in here. I was actually almost in a draft right before um, I actually left it. Cause I wanted to give you guys a chance to get in. Basically it was going to be a snap fill from the moment I started the draft. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know if I'll have enough time to spin the wheel then. So uh, instead gets a deal with a bunch of badges in here who hopefully will not snipe my AR, uh, but we'll see if somebody gets Pittman and I don't, that's certainly the one risk. All right. All the badges in here. Uh, we are going to jump at receiver. Uh, I've taken Christian McCaffrey recently, actually, I think took him in the golden, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, the single entry that came out yesterday from underdog and quickly filled, I think about 3000 entries in a single entry for 10 bucks, uh, with winner take all in that one. So that's uh, not a big prize pool, but one where one happy person gets 25 grand. Apparently they're going to have a lot more of these uh, unique tournaments coming out like that one. Uh, but I think I took McCaffrey there and actually went a little bit running back picky just cause uh, it felt like a way to get unique and it's, you know, winner take all, I don't know. <laughs> winner take all that's when you throw out all the stuff you say about hating running backs for several years in a row and you take christian mccaffrey <laughs> ashton Doolin, yeah uh though vincent smith apparently caught a bomb from ar in practice too so uh all these colts receivers very live i am sure um, you can see Alex Berg and MTM Revolt here swimming against the what potential wide receiver avalanche. Uh, that can work out for a round, I think. If you start to wait more than that, it starts to get a little bit risky. Uh, we'll see how those guys do. Both guys are pretty good drafters. So, uh, you know, might have a strategy here to take advantage of in wide receiver avalanche room like we are going to see today. 
Christian Watson looks great in camp. Cody says, yes, that has uh, been something I've been delighted to see. Dobbs also looking pretty good too. Jaden Reed playing more with the second team, it sounds like so far, but um, he does kind of different things than Watson and Dobbs. But boy, these long plays that Watson is breaking every day make me feel good about him. Uh, actually, currently my highest exposed BBM4 player right now, Christian Watson. So I'm hoping that ADP goes up because my average ADP is actually right now a little bit under where uh, he's going. I think he's at 39 or something like that. And I'm at 40-ish. So uh, I actually use the Fantasy Life uh, Best Ball Hub, which is a pretty fun free tool out there if you're like me. And frankly, you know, I don't have the freebies from Spike Week and or Bricks, so I don't have a way to track my exposures as I'm going on. Uh, but the Spike Week tool is really good if you want to pay, I think, 30 bucks a month, 25 a month. I don't want to misquote those guys. Definitely a great tool. But for free, uh, the Fantasy Life Best Ball Hub is pretty great uh, to just check your exposure, see where you have different configurations. I've seen that I have a lot of AR with uh, more so with Adams, more so with Michael Mayer than I do with uh, with Josh Jacobs. So that's something to think about for me. But uh, definitely give them the free plug because I think they did a good job building that one out. A uh, shout out to Ross saying, just say fug. Super chat police won't make me use the swear word. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I'm going to start adapting myself for children-friendly audiences here. Okay. So, boy, this room getting wide receivered out fast. I mean, we know it makes sense for me to take Taylor here. He's at a little bit of a discount. I'll do that. I do think that Taylor's going to come down a little bit more. It feels like people are really afraid of uh, what's going on with Taylor, just potentially losing some touches to AR at the gold line. Um, obviously, you know, that doesn't account for the fact that maybe AR doesn't start the year. Minshew could be out there and certainly be a guy that will hand the ball off more. But it also doesn't account for the fact that if AR is really good and if things are working as well as they can in a Shane Steichen offense, it's going to be a lot of run pass option plays, which will really open things up for Taylor. So um, I think if he starts to go down, I'll be buying the dip personally a little bit. Um, and you know me, guys, like I don't like drafting early running backs that much, but I think if Taylor goes behind Saquon, behind Chubb, I would feel pretty good about that. Best ball morning with our guys, Spags. Yes, not best ball breakfast. That'd be a trademark infringement on Pete's bit. Best ball morning, though. <laughs> we can completely use that one. It's like the big game for the Super Bowl. Uh, but yes, great way to start the day. Appreciate all you guys hanging out with me here. Uh, you know, Friday's always going to be the time where I hop on here and do some random stacks, banging out uh, two drafts in a row on Fridays here at 11 a.m. East Coast time. So uh, join along with me. It's a dreary, rainy day here in the uh, suburbs of Philly. So I'm glad to be on here. You guys are my sunlight and, frankly, also the ring light here. Uh, <laughs> making me look uh, so pristine. That is the actual sunlight here. See what I get coming back. Does feel like we got it. Okay, so we got a running back pocket. We didn't reach for a receiver. Because if I did reach for a receiver, I probably would have taken DK Metcalf. But instead, I will get him here at a normal 29 spot. And DK Metcalf is just this guy that I think is kind of a tear break. Um, I'd rather have him than Ridley, rather have him than Debo. Um, he and Cooper are a little bit closer than I think for me than probably for the public. Uh, but I do think DK Metcalf is one of those guys where if you're getting avalanched, uh, I've taken Metcalf at 24, 25 before when you are in those avalanche rooms. Like it looked like this one was going to be. Oh, uh, the super chat wouldn't allow you to use fuck. I guess that makes sense. You don't want people sending super chats in and you're like, oh, I have to read this. And then they're giving you F-bombs or other, other words. I don't know. Nothing on my end, though. You guys can drop F-bombs all you please in my chat. No, only the, the one F-bomb, not, not the F-bomb. We definitely don't say in June. That, that F-bomb, never. <laughs> that one not allowed. Need Pittman? I'm, oof, God, I have so much Pittman. But yeah, I've been actually trying to take AR sometimes without Pittman just because I do take so much Pittman that it does make me uh, feel uncomfortable. Like, I think Pittman's a good play. I don't know that he's like a 33% portfolio play. But obviously, if I believe in AR, I should believe in Pittman. I just wish Pittman were out there already. Um, he's been really not practicing at all because he's had a hip injury and also had a child. 
Um, so that's someone that's been keeping him out of their Colts mini camp, which is now over. Hopefully he'll be out there. I think those guys are getting together. <laughs> I know way too much about what's going on in Colts world, by the way. So if you guys, if you're anybody out there is from Indianapolis, this is the best ball stream for you because I'm right there. Bob Kravitz got laid off of the athletic classic Indianapolis voice. I'm keeping up on everything guys, but point being, those guys are all going to be thrown together, uh, I guess, between uh, mini camp. And then when uh, the actual training camp starts in July. So hopefully Pittman will go out there and be part of that group because it'd be nice to see him get the rapport but apparently the Colts have always been putting Alec Pierce out there whenever Richardson is uh, with any sort of grouping. So that's something too, where if you are a, a Pierce drafter, uh, that connection is something they're forcing a lot right now just because Pittman isn't available. Uh, Harmon loves him. Okay, that's a good one. Of course, reception, perception, a good site. They also added a former FO alum there, Derek Klassen, who's doing some QB charting for those guys. But definitely a good site to check if you do like the route tree stuff. Um, I tend to view things a little more macro than that, um, just in terms of my process. But Harmon is as sharp a guy as anybody out there. I've done some shows with him in the past in the stochastic days. I think we, we might not have had him on Splash Play. Maybe we did. It all, it all blurs together, the fabrics of time and all that. I was talking about it earlier ago, AZ, uh, did get a, a golden in, and I think I took Christian McCaffrey, and actually I believe McCaffrey and Et Etienne in that one. So I went a little more hyper-fragile running back than I would normally. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's a draft. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of like not as into these little sidecar drafts as much. And I saw it was a fun Twitter thread that Hayden, of course, our pal who has been on the show a bunch over an underdog, I was asking people for tournament formats. So if you want to reply to that, if you feel like there's any tournament format that you would like to see, uh, it seems like they're taking feedback from the crowd right now. But I think like, I don't care as much about these weird ones. I don't know. Like I would be more into, Hey, do you like a puppy for a million dollars? Like, or something like that. Like, I think that's the more fun thing to me, or I don't care how big the tournament is. I don't care about what the advance rates round around are. I just think it's like, give me one more shot at a gigantic prize pool. That's stuff that's fun for me, both in uh, underdog as well as just general DFS. So, um, that's what I would push for, but you know, I would also like to see a tournament named the lab, uh, named the Labrador, big Labrador fan, uh, Pitbull as well. Though people, people might be weird about that one. All right. On the clock again, nothing important for Indy yet. It does seem like we got sniped on Pittman. Did we? Is that correct? Oh, no, he's still here. Oh, he just fell in ADP. Okay, never mind. I don't want to take Pittman yet, though. We'll see what we can push. I am going to take Jerry Judy here. Really no particular reason, but there isn't a correlation that's jumping out to me as a thing I'm dying for here. So just get some more talent in Judy falling a little bit past ADP mild discounts here. Um, not a value hounding more like a value. I don't know. Indoor cat kind of thing. <laughs> There's some mild crotch licking as a result of uh, this, these ADP values. It's GM to all GM to all you're watching Kent Sterling. Aren't you specs? I don't know what that is. I don't know what these words Kent Sterling together are. Is that a person? Is that a show? I don't know what Kent Sterling is. And you're never going to, you don't often catch me that on guard. There's just so many internet personalities now that I like know very little about that I hear people talked about. <laughs> and maybe Kent Sterling's like very big in the space. I don't know. Is he an Indianapolis guy? Because then I'm already proving I'm not the Colts expert I thought I was. Please be good, ARLL. As a Colts fan, it's going to be a roller coaster a couple of years. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a roller coaster. I think he got the best possible coach with the best possible QB um, for that offense. Yeah, there's a world where they could have gone CJ Stroud, but if that's the case, I'd rather see them 
Um, I mean, honestly, Shane Steichen, I think, could coach anybody. But I'd rather see them with more of a traditional pocket passer kind of built offense where uh, the RPO, you know, all the run kind of action that we saw last year in Philly, I think is going to be really good. The sneak stuff, I think, will be certainly there in Indianapolis as well. And Richardson should be even better at the sneaks uh, than we did see Jalen Hurts last year. And Jalen Hurts got a lot of, uh, no pun intended, a lot of sneaky value from the sneaks last year. So I think AR is going to have at least that stuff. And if he can get lucky with this passing, the thing to me is I view passing you know, and how it kind of adds up fantasy wise a little bit differently where I just want a guy who's going to take shots. I want a guy who's going to throw a lot of deep balls per game. Cause even if he gets picked in you know, some of the, those inter intermediate throws that he's been not that good at, definitely wasn't good at at Florida. At least, you know, that there's a chance to have some upside on the other end of that where, yeah, maybe he gets picked to drive. But if he throws you a 60 yard touchdown, every you know handful of quarters that does start to make it up a little bit. And then you're also adding in, you know, 50 to hundred rushing yards, potentially in a game that stuff starts to add up, I think in a meaningful way. So whether you're an actual Colts fan um, I don't know if they're going to be great in real life right away, but I think for fantasy, he'll be good to go. All right, let's get Pittman here. We're signaling it out. Put out the AR signal, guys. We got Taylor. We got Pittman. Logically, there's no there's no way that we shouldn't get AR, but of course, this is a stream draft. Somebody could snipe me. Um, I think this is a room mostly with regulars. I think I pretty much recognize all these names, so I think we should be okay to get AR here. The jersey, mwah, my beauty. My beauty. Love my baby. Love my wife. Love my AR jersey. Those are the, <laughs> the three things in life. Dog and cat get bounced down. It's here for the AR jersey. Uh, Ken Sterling's a Colts guy. All right, there we go. I was proven wrong. I only knew Bob Kravitz. That was the depth of my knowledge of beat reporters out there. There's like a Zach guy too. It was in The Athletic. I feel like I see the name come up. Uh, but I did not know Ken Sterling. I should have known. I should have fucking known. I, what about St. Elmo's, guys? How about a nice shrimp cocktail from St. Elmo's? There's a steak place too, right? Like Steakies or something. That's like one where they go to at the Combine. AR5, the future Taysom TE cheat code. I don't want, no, that's not, that's not a good outcome. <laughs> that's not the one we want. Malik Cunningham on the Patriots can be that. Uh, he is a guy that, uh, was a much worse thrower than AR, but still ran with similar veracity, if not similar skill. Uh, Malik Cunningham could be a guy that maybe could be that 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 future Taysom, but I do not want to see AR be Taysom. Honestly, though, like being Taysom for a lot of QBs, that wouldn't be a bad outcome. Like having a career, getting a decent extension, getting a shot to start some games, and then you're still being used at a lot of gimmick packages at goal line, and also, you know, frankly, at other parts of the field too. Um, there's definitely a world where being Taysom is not that bad for the real guys, even though fantasy-wise, like, I would hate AR to be Taysom. Oh, uh, thank you. I've passed the indie test. Good. <laughs> Made up for the Kent Sterling error with my St. Elmo's name drop. Bought a Minshew Colt jersey. It whispers to me to grow a stash and crack a keystone. Both valuable things to have. The AR jersey, I gotta say, the thing with AR is that I really hope he's good because if he's not good, the backlash against some of the the media around him is going to be like really tough because he like seems like such a nice guy, but every headline is like this Anthony Richardson won't stop working hard and like I believe I have to get better. Quote says Ar. <laughs> it's like all these media things around him. Like they they he seems like a really likable guy, so they're going to probably give him some favorable coverage, and that's the kind of thing where it's like if he's not good, people are going to be starts to backlash him pretty hard, and I don't want to see that. So let's just hope he's good for my sake, for my money. Uh, for football, for the good of football, let's hope it all works out. What's your cutoff on pieces when onslaughting a team? I've gone QB, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end a few times on DK. 
I think that's about right. Um, I would say I could go to three receivers. I could go to a running back and three receivers, maybe depending on the offense, like a KC. I wouldn't mind that, but it's all relative. Um, I definitely think I don't mind overstacking as much as other people out there, but let me make this pick because I think it's worth talking about a little bit more. Um, all right, we got Seattle. We got Denver. So nothing LAC related left at this point. I do like Pickens, of course, always. It's not that great of a discount on Miles Sanders. So yeah, let's just do Pickens. So Pickens correlates here for week 17. The DK Metcalf, and I always like a Seattle-Pittsburgh correlation, have a lot of those. Uh, but yeah, with overstacking, one thing I observed last year was some of the teams that I felt like were a little overstacky ended up doing better. Um, you know, a lot of my my actual teams for the Bengals, I had a lot of Burrow teams overall, including my finalist team I've talked about in BBM3 uh, that got there and then got killed by the Cincinnati-Buffalo game at the end. But basically, like, I had overstacked the Bengals a little bit where I had Hurst, I had uh, sometimes that double, sometimes Mixon, um, like, or, you know, even Chris Evans and some. But I definitely overstacked the Bengals and it ended up being a thing that was really positive for my team. So as long as you're making a bet on a team where their ADP, like, aligns with them on overperforming over the course of the season, I think you're going to be good. Um, I posted a team yesterday where I got a little bit of a value on Jalen Hurts, had a nice little Eagle stack, and I was basically correlating everything. So I had some Washington, San Francisco, and I thought, you know, why not just go crazy about Washington? Because I, I did try to draft him on a stream a couple of weeks ago. That didn't go quite as well um, in terms of overstacking them. But if they are going to be good this year for Washington to be good, they basically need to take this Eric Bieniemy Kansas City offense and have that be what Washington is, you know, whether it's a fractional amount or whatever, like Sam Howell's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. But if it can be that, there's probably a pathway for both Dot for Dotson for McLaurin and also for Curtis Samuel or Samuel and one of the running backs to beat their ADPs by a lot. So I think that's the kind of thing that I would say for stacking is that um, it has to be a team that's going to excel. Like if you overstack the Titans and then they end up being even worse this year, um, that's the kind of thing that could actually, you know, absolutely kill you. All right. Um, going to wait on AR. Got a zero one five zero. So we need running backs more. We need receivers still. Uh, really wish there was a nice value here to go to. I think I'm just going to take Swift. Doesn't do a lot for me here, but. Again, I still have five receivers already. It feels weird because I, I guess because I didn't take an elite QB and I am holding out for the AR of it all. Um, it feels like I got enough at receiver and even though I did take Taylor early. So taking two deviations here through seven, but got five receivers through seven. So uh, kind of an, a, a still a zero RB style team, even though it's not a zero RB team, obviously. Join late, but just in time to see the AR Pittman stack. Hopefully, hopefully AR will be here at 92. I will probably not push it beyond that just because I don't need to rub it in everybody's face <laughs> getting the discount AR at 101. But we'll see how the room looks. Uh, I mean, Trevor Lawrence fell 13 spots behind ADP, it looks like. So definitely possible that AR could fall a little bit further. But I tend to think just lock up the stack and don't get too cute with it because you never know when somebody could snipe you. Like, I actually don't know top IRL here, and that's a person that maybe could snipe an AR for me. Um, no logical reason though, in terms of picks that somebody would take AR because I have Pittman and I also have Jonathan Taylor. If AR wins you BBM four, will you buy a signed AR game Jersey? Hopefully week 17. Um, probably not. I mean, I will continue to support the guy regardless of whether he kills me or not this year, just unless, unless he kills me in such a way where I'm like, well, I guess that take was wrong. Um, I, the part of the reason, and I know it's like a bit, obviously like I have the Jersey, I kiss the Jersey, whatever, but it's not a bit in terms of like what I think he represents for football. Like, I think 
Um, and this is going to sound crazy. And this is going to sound like me being some sort of radicalized cult member of AR. I think that he could be like the Steph Curry for this generation of NFL QBs where it's obviously a different kind of comparison, but a guy who makes these fun electric plays that kids love that they grow up and like, see this guy and they're like, I want to be Anthony Richardson. Like he's that kind of player just because of the style of play that he has. And it's just analytically the kind of fantasy player that I want to back, which again, guy that throws three deep balls at a high rate and a guy that runs better than any QB who's coming to the league. Basically. Um, those are things that I think stand out for me. So I know this is like the AR prep hour, but honestly, part of the issue, it, it sucks that it's aligning with this one where you guys have heard me talk about AR. I am sure more than enough if you watch Splash play a handful of times here during this offseason. Um, but like, you know, I want the Spag Sacks to talk more about the teams, I realized, because um, that's sort of the value, I hope, is like me talking through why I like this guy, why I don't like this guy. Um, but I think this is really the thing for me is that AR has a chance to be this like generational outlier player. Um, and even if there are some flaws, like, you know, in the beginning, not to make the, the cross sport comparison more like Steph couldn't do some things in terms of defense. Obviously he's getting completely killed there. Um, kind of button that up a little bit. He's not a great defender, but he did figure that out. Um, same thing for just being able to kind of get to the rim a little bit more, a little more successfully. And those are things that you learn over the course of time. And I think for AR, he's going to be kind of the similar trajectory. At least that's my hope. But let's make our pick here. So many QBs on the board. All these guys have a QB. Casey wouldn't snipe me, I don't think. Does he have any reason to? I am going to push AR, and I'm going to take Javante Williams here just to go with my Jerry Judy correlation. I think AR will be there at 101. And if not, I've made a grievous mistake. I do want to close up the stack, but it, there's so many QBs left on the board that I just don't see why anybody here would go out of their way to take AR. But if, if <laughs> it's going to be a real bummer if I don't get AR on the Colt stack video, but I don't think it makes sense for these guys to take them. Yeah, GA knows one and two spot or wild cards. There we go. We'll see. I hope I hope they don't take them. <laughs> they got four picks here, so I hope they don't take them. Rashad White. Okay. Top IRL, what are you going to do? Hopefully IRL is a stand for like Indianapolis real estate lover. <laughs> He's just been hanging out in Indy, dying for a moment to take AR at a slight discount. James Cook. Juju, come on. two, Three more picks here. Deshaun. We might have our man. Casey, don't let me down, Casey. You don't need AR right now. Even if you want to share, you don't need them right now, Casey. Don't time out. <laughs> don't time out either. You don't want AR and don't time out. Those two things. Ah, yeah, we did it. We did it. Yes, put the jersey on. So, oh, you know what? Actually, good thing I saw these from the other stream with Pete's 50th BBM draft. <laughs> we did it. Oh, the dog doesn't like the noisemakers. <laughs> we got AR, guys. Woo! Great to get a share of Anthony Richardson. Only been talking about him for the last half hour. Ah! The jersey's back. Oh, thanks, Casey. Milking it for me. <laughs> the team is fucking right now. What a sweat. <laughs> Sweating right now. Uh, guys, if you've enjoyed this journey here, now's a great time. Oh, I didn't even put the banner up. I'm an idiot. I got so excited to be doing the Colts. <laughs> I didn't put the Spag Stacks banner up. 
There we go. We're stacking Colts. Now we're officially stacking Colts. If you enjoyed this journey, guys, subscribe. Fantasy football all year round here on Splash Play. Um, the joy of me drafting AR doesn't get old, guys. This is my fucking 10,000th share. This offseason doesn't matter. The joy of fantasy football is here on Splash Play year round. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Hit the like button. All that stuff. Especially the like button. Appreciate that. Especially if you want to see a second draft. I need you to hit that like button. Good run of QBs here. AR just amidst his peers, Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott. Daniel Jones, almost a part of Pat's uh, winning BBM3 lineup last year. Of course, Tom Brady beat him by like one fantasy point. But Daniel Jones, you know, he and AR, just two guys who could win somebody best ball mania four, sit, sitting right next to each other. <laughs> no, that's a good Indianapolis joke. No banner means you're stacking Colts. Hey, it's going to be championship time in Indianapolis soon. They've got the foundation now. Just need to, you know, rebuild intelligently. <laughs> Tim, I waited to hit the like button until after you drafted AR. That's true. You couldn't possibly like this stream if I had to take Gardner Minshew in the 18th because I got sniped on AR. I think this was a classy draft room, though. Nobody had to really worry about taking him there. I guess the guys in the one and two spot, though the icon I think I've seen draft enough times, but um, definitely nice. Definitely nice to not get sniped on the player that we've been talking about for the last uh, half hour. All right, this team so far, let me let me service the audio listeners as Pete is so so bravely dubbed for all the people out there who are listening to audio. Anthony Richardson at QB at running back, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, wide receiver, Diggs, Metcalf, Jerry Judy, Michael Pittman, George Pickens, and no tight ends yet, but this is a pretty nice build. A little more running back forward, obviously, than I would normally go with if you've watched my streams, but I think this team makes sense. I think it'll be a a team that people, the casual people coming in who really need to see running backs on your team. I've got guys who are names here, um, so I feel pretty good about this group. The one that you could say is like Javante sometimes does fall a little bit more, uh, but maybe that'll go away if he is a full health heading into training camp as it seems like he's going to be. <laughs> I've equal shares Jones and AR. Jones is such a fun, flexible play. That is true. Jones, you could get his receivers late. The running upsides there, you could even you know keep him unstacked if you wanted. It wouldn't be the craziest. Um, I am going to take my second QB here. Geno Smith being here, a guy that uh, I fully acquiesce to. He's probably one of my highest exposed QBs. Of course, at the end of the stream, I will check my exposure as well. Um, in Best Wall Media 4 to see where I'm at. And you guys can play along if you want. Uh, but Geno is one of those guys that I have no issue taking. I usually do have Metcalf, as I've talked about. Um, I have a lot of Metcalf. Uh, Less Lockett. have a good amount of JSN. So I should probably start upping my Lockett a little bit. I just... He's just getting old. He's just getting old and everybody feels so comfy taking him. Um, I know Pete pushed back on this as being kind of a straw man argument, but for me, I just know whenever, whenever everybody's like, yeah, this guy, Tyler Lockett, great click, Deontay Johnson, great click. So much fun just drafting. There's what a value, what a steal. It's like, oof, it's just, it always gives me that, that fear of like a hundred percent owned player in a DFS slate. But oh, there it goes. Glad I kept the door open so the dog can greet, greet the wife. <laughs> That's not professional broadcasting, dog. We're never going to get to NFL Network like this. We're not going to get up to, what is K. Adams show on FanDuel? Go get him, K, or whatever. <laughs> get up with K. We're not going to get there with that kind of attitude, dog. All right. Let's see what we got here. A lot of running backs, it looks like. Really no great correlations. I wonder if maybe I should have taken Jacoby Myers instead of Gino. 
that might have been a good thing to do. I could have probably gotten Myers and Gino for a little week 17 correlation, but that's fine. We'll get we'll get the usual Michael Mayer late, which I have no issue with. Um this is a good running back pocket, but I feel like receiver is gonna fall off a cliff soon. So I'm gonna take Sky Moore here. Yeah, once more Dobbs went, I don't know. Nico Collins, I don't mind. And Rashi Rice, I don't mind. But I think Sky is the best play out of all those guys. I will give my, my take again about Sky just because it was the thing that was in the athletic that I think a lot of people missed. Sky Moore was running with the wide receiver ones throughout the minicamp for KC as well as the OTAs. So uh, definitely something where he is in a good role. And so is MBS. So uh, two players that I think are a little bit undervalued while it's what their role is right now. Um, we'll see if Rashi Rice can break out of that pack of wide receiver fours they have that include like Justin Ross and John Ross and all that. And I guess Richie James, though, he does kind of have a different archetype in terms of the player he is. Uh, but I think that's the kind of thing for me, Sky more undervalued right now. But I think he's honestly back in the 90s by the time that like mini camps or me, by the time that training camp starts, um, just because the reports will be out there. He'll be running a lot of routes. If Kadarius Tony kind of gets dropped a little bit, maybe see more come up. If you don't like Tony, though, you should like Sky more. Up and Adams, that's it. Up and Adams, where Kay and Shams have the greatest on-screen sexual tension since Jim Halpert and Pam Beasley. I didn't, I have not watched that show. I have not watched much of the FanDuel network. I, I, I used to do some streams for the DK network or streams and that were actually also broadcast on whatever they're, they're on some cable networks or whatever. Um, those, all those shows to me are just so bad. Like I, I like that the sports books are trying to do that, but it's like, they should be, you know, not to obviously butter us up or anything, but they should be hiring people that have like, their own followings and kind of have like, you know, it's not just broadcasting people. It's like hire people that actually are engaged with the online stuff and also actually gamble and like play the stuff for real. Um, but you know, neither here nor there. Basically I've not watched up in Adams, which is why I thought it was called go get him K <laughs> or get it up with K. <laughs> That's a bonk. I, I should just, I fully deserve a bonk for that one. Where's, where's the dog here going to horny jail for get it up with K. Get it up with K only on FanDuel. Honestly, that's what points bet does with uh, Paige Spiernak, I guess. <laughs> Get it up with Paige. <laughs> this, is, this is a fun way to say it from Carlos. K is just a beautiful, petite little thing. There we go. We've now objectified K Adams enough that I'll never get. I'll never get on NFL Network or the FanDuel Network now. Shams gets it up with K. <laughs> yeah. Can we just go back to the Hill Kelsey days where you didn't have to know what KC wide receivers to draft? I mean, that's the issue is that, you know, they really feel like you don't need the Tyreek Hill out there and you think you can do the job with four different guys put together, which I think is the right way to do that in terms of like your team construction stuff. So I can't begrudge them. For fantasy though, it, you know, it offers up opportunity, but also the risk of it all. Obviously we all saw how MVS kind of underperformed last year. Sky certainly underperformed last year. Um, that's why honestly to me, it is Kelsey and... I, I know people want to push back and they go, the route participation, you didn't run in the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. A full off season to get to know the game plan and all of that for Kadarius Tony, I think is very important. So I really, if I were going to choose two guys, like, and they're the highest ADP guys, but Kelsey and Tony, I think you, you actually can trust, but we'll see. Uh, all right. Jalen Warren goes, would have been nice to get him. Let's just grab Alec Pierce now. Sort of two, three, seven, oh. I think I know the tight ends I want to take, but I'll, I'll spare that. Honestly, you guys, I already said it. It's Michael Mayer. Like I want to take Michael Mayer as one of my tight ends. 
Um, I wish that he, and he's another guy that I really wish were out in OTAs and in minicamp, but he has not been. Uh, so that's the kind of thing where as a rookie, you want these guys out there because then they kind of win some early impressions. They had a training camp with some momentum. They can win the job early on. Uh, Mayer can still certainly do that, but they do have Austin Hooper and OJ Howard there. Uh, but obviously for week 17, Mayer is fine, but you probably need, if you're drafting Mayer, like just for safety, if you're drafting at this point of the year, I would take a tight end that you know is going to be playing for those first you know six weeks or whatever. Uh, just because Mayer hasn't been out there enough, I think, to earn a starting job for week one yet. We shall see. Yeah, Shams also beat, uh, just to go back because I'm still reading the chats. Shams uh, also beat, what's his face? Uh, beat Wind, not Windhorse, uh, Wojowski. I, I don't even know how to say his full name. Woj. <laughs> beat him on the, the reports for John Morant's suspension too, where Woj was like, yeah, it's got to be like 18 or more games. And Shams like, it's going to be 25. <laughs> so that, always a fun little uh, boxing match between those two. Two former colleagues. I think, wasn't Shams like mentored by him too? It's kind of a, a weird story that I feel like has never been fully covered the way I'd like to see. All right, on the clock again. I have to think about more running backs. At least think about them. Cole Komet falling a little bit, but not enough to justify this. I guess this is just a Roshan team, which I don't mind. Yeah, we have guys basically to absorb the kind of work here until Roshan will be ready to play. So that does make sense for Roshan in this build, but I'm okay taking Roshan in any of my zero RB builds. You guys know. I think Roshan has a role from day one. Are we overlooking Isaiah McKenzie? Uh, I don't think so. I, I just don't think. If he's out there, it's got to be at the expense of Josh Downs. And also, like you have Pittman and Pierce, and Pierce should ascend a little bit more in target rate. And then Pittman is, you know, the alpha target earner, whatever that means in Indianapolis. So I wouldn't think so. Like if McKenzie couldn't really get there for Buffalo, I don't know. Like he's kind of... Uh, Fancy Quez Watkins, I guess. And if we're going to take this uh, Eagles thing with Shane Steichen to the Colts, I think that would be the best you're hoping for out of him. Um, yeah. We just all got so excited for him on Buffalo last year. And like, he didn't do anything. He didn't stand out. And it's not like he had stiff competition there or anything. He ended up losing snaps to like Cole Beasley when they brought him back at the end. So um, I don't know. I don't think McKenzie has a lot of juice personally. Great team so far, Specs. Thank you. Zamir White could get more usage this year from Vegas. It actually was an athletic report. Uh, he's been running with the first team, obviously, because Josh Jacobs is holding out. Uh, he doesn't want to sign his franchise tag. And it does seem like he and Saquon and Dalvin Cook and also Dobbins, by the way, that's another thing where I mentioned it on the show with Pete on Tuesday. But Dobbins is officially a hold in now. He wants a new contract, but he's been reporting. Uh, but those guys all want money. And it does feel like they're kind of working together to ensure that they get money. Um, or at least they've certainly talked about it as a running back community. Uh, so it's possible that those guys do hold out a little bit more and Zamir white could be there in a, like in a real way. And Zamir white was a guy I had a lot of last year, but just ended up being mostly contingent value that didn't have any contingency because Jacobs was so healthy and good all year. But I think Zamir white is still viable. Like he, and honestly, Hassan Haskins, like I know Ty J Spears has a draft capital now, and he is a guy that did have uh, some volume playing at Tulane but he's still a guy that's small and does, doesn't have an ACL. So it's like Hassan Haskins could be the guy that maybe is like, you know, the, the thunder uh, to Ty J Spears lightning. If something happened to Derrick Henry. Um, so like, you know, white and Haskins, I think are two guys that I've thought in the back of my head, like, I sh maybe I should draft him like here and there um, probably won't, but if something weird happens in training camp, like those guys could be massive ADP jumps somehow. 
Shams is Palpatine killing his mentor woes in the middle of the night. Yeah. I mean, he definitely has gotten a lot more juice. I think it's just, you know, the ability to relate to players a little more, being a little younger, uh, being kind of out in the world more, I'm sure probably helps him relative to Woj, whereas Woj has always been kind of the agent's guy, um, the one who they're willing to talk to, you know, because they're trying to get their side of things out there. So definitely a, a different approach and, you know, player forward approach seems like a better way to do it for this kind of generation of players that know, like they control the media narrative as much as they want to put stuff out there. I talked about my golden draft earlier. Actually, you know, let me make sure because I I'm pr I drafted a couple teams yesterday and I think the one that I was talking about earlier is correct. But my golden team... Oh, no, my golden team was Saquon and Travis Etienne. I did take a McCaffrey team yesterday. We had two of Derek Carr at QB, Saquon, Etienne, Robinson, Elijah Mitchell, Mostert at running back, receiver, Tyreek, Ayuk, Mike Evans, Dotson, Michael Thomas, Rondale, Hodgins, Marshall, Pukanakua, and a tight end, Mark Andrews, and uh, Juwan Johnson is my 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 golden team. So I got some Miami Buff, uh, Miami Baltimore, which I always love to get. Um, all right, two four seven zero. Oh, still nobody I need to take at this point. I'm just gonna take another running back. I don't really see a reason why not to. I feel good at receiver. I honestly feel like obviously the tight ends are an important part that I have to do here. I'm saying obviously too much, um, which makes me feel like Tim Robinson in that opening sketch where he's looking at his phone. Um, obviously I have all the medieval games, <laughs> the dual games. I need to get tight ends in here, but I think I'm just going to spam that late. But like, this is a pretty good receiver core. Diggs, Metcalf, Judy, Pittman, Pickens, Sky Moore, Alec Pierce. Maybe I can take a Chase Brown to add on to this. If he's still around, I think he is. Yeah, I feel like that would be enough to complete the seam, but I just don't think I need a lot more here. <laughs> I'm ready to roll with this team as it is. You you could bring on your 18 rounds. My <laughs> my 14 are enough to beat your 18. No chance. I did think one fun concept, though, I was talking about earlier with the uh, Hayden asking for some pitches for different underdog tournaments. I couldn't think about what exactly it would be, and I just didn't feel like tweeting. Uh, <laughs> but one where you got a bonus for your stacks, where if you have like a five-man stack, you get like a 1.5x bonus. You have a four-man stack, you get a 1.4x bonus. If you have a three-man stack, a 1.3x. I think just to teach people like, oh, yeah, you should be stacking more. I feel like it'd be instructive for the casual drafters out there while also being kind of fun for those of us who already are correlating pretty well. Um, but that would be my concept to tie that all together. That'd be my golden. That'd be my Labrador. The friendliest draft around the Labrador. All right. What do we got here? Yeah. I mean, just, just got players that I feel like are all kind of flattened together. Um, I am just going to take Chase Brown here a little bit ahead of ADP. Just to get some Cincinnati KC correlation in. I don't know. And I do think that I obviously Deonta Foreman doesn't make sense. Don't like Zeke. Chuba, I have enough of. Maybe going to take in Jeff Wilson, but whatever. And now we'll spam some tight ends here down the home stretch. Did I see Kyle's worst ball idea? Um, I did see it. I, it reminded me of what we used to do here on this show, low ball, where we do the weekly DFS tournaments and try to figure out who could build the lowest scoring team. Um, it is a little bit harder than people realize, but I think honestly for best ball, I don't know that that would work as well. Um, but a fun concept. I think for underdog though, they probably want something that's like a little bit lower lift effort wise. Like even my stacking idea, I think would be a little bit too much for them to probably code up. Um, I think it's more for them. It's like structures and like, 
you know, maybe different uh, advance rate things, I think are probably the best thing. If you were going to pitch an idea, it's probably mostly around that of just like the advance rate stuff and structure. Uh, what's my favorite contest outside of BBM? Um, I actually don't like the puppies that much just because they fill so fast. That's why I wish they would do a gigantic one, like a really big 150 max with a nice prize. I think it would be fun. Um, besides that, I mean, it would, the cheap answer would be like, I enjoy DraftKings Millie Maker 1 too, because that's just what I like hunting is the big prize. Um, so it would probably be that. But um, the poodles I thought were manageable. I didn't do the chow chows. I just like, I have to be smart about my bankroll, especially because as I've talked about, Football Outsider has been dealing with some payroll stuff. You've seen the articles about it potentially uh, out there on some of the places, but um, being behind on payroll and also just like having only so much time in the world with a one-year-old or, uh, you know, or whatever, 15-month-old now, I just need to focus on BBM for the most part. And if there's like a poodle, great. But like, you know, the bankroll of a chow chow is a little bit much for me. I'm just like, ugh, I got to save up for NFL season for DraftKings too. responsible bankroll management guys. That's why as uh, this is an important thing here. I will quickly, you know, obviously use the promo code splash underdog. If you want to double your deposit to 100 bucks, but heed the gambling info there, please check that out. Make sure to uh, not get in, not get ahead of your skis and all that stuff, because that's an important thing of this all, especially when you have obligations, you got a mortgage and all that shit. Don't, don't put too much in when you can't afford it. Don't enter all 17 chow chows. Uh, if you're trying to max BBM, you know, that kind of thing. A full PPR draft that might be possible. Honestly, I'd be curious to see that because that would that would be fun, and I think would also fit the way that I draft and a lot of us who watch these streams uh, here on Splash Play draft a little bit more. So I think that'd be a pretty cool one. <laughs> I have my four hundred one k go into Underdog instead of Fidelity. There you go. That's one way to do bankroll management. You just go, hey, yeah, never mind. You know what? I could be investing in the markets. <laughs> I'd rather go investing in the. <laughs> Chase Brown. I'd rather go investing in random stacks as I spin a wheel. What if they did a tourney with third round reversal? One of the small buy-ins. Man, you guys are getting real esoteric <laughs> on this stuff. Um, I guess that'd be interesting. I don't know. I it just like the prize pool would have to be enough for me to justify the effort that goes into that. But you know, that's that's also a me thing. Um, I am going to take Gasicki here just to give myself a little bit of a floor at tight end. Like we talked about, I'm going to take Michael Mayer and I'm probably going to take Jelani Woods. I'm going to need to think about, yeah, I'm going to need to think about the third tight end I take because I've talked about it. Jelani Woods missed all of minicamp and OTAs. Um, Mo Ali Cox has been out there, but it's been Kylan Granson getting all the first team work. So I do think Kylan Granson is worth taking in some drafts, especially if you are like me and you just have AR with Jelani Woods everywhere. That said, I did nail this build pretty well, so I do think I should take the highest upside tight end, and that's still probably Jelani Woods. Um, that'll be a decision I make here down the home stretch. So chime in on your Jelani Woods versus Kylan Granson takes versus Will Mallory versus Moali Cox. Love the team specs. Thank you. I think this was a good team. I, I think this is what's here was what's going to happen, guys. <laughs> this team went pretty well. This is what happens here on Spag Stacks. A lot of times this first draft goes swimmingly and I hit everything I have to hit and it feels good. The second draft, though, is where things often make me want to. Huh? So we'll we'll see how the second draft goes. But smash that like button if you can, guys. I appreciate it a bunch. Again, this is just uh, even though we are affiliated with Football Outsiders, it's just me and Pete doing stuff. And a lot of it is just me kind of doing stuff on the back end here. Uh, so help us out here as we try to grow this. And I try to make this into something viable uh, for us moving forward. So please, again, subscribe, like, and all that stuff. We appreciate it. All right.
on the clock. Michael Mayer still here. Done. So the team right now, Richardson and Gino at QB. Running back, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, Roshan Johnson, Jerome Ford, and Chase Brown. At receiver, Diggs, Metcalf, Judy, Pittman, uh, George Pickens, Sky Moore, and Alec Pierce. Maybe you can make the case I could have gone for one more receiver. And honestly, I guess I still could. Uh, Gasicki and Michael Mayer here at tight end. Yeah. I don't like, I think the receivers are good enough and I spent early capital there, but I think I could go, I could go to eight and it wouldn't be crazy. But does a third tight end help me more than an eighth receiver? Probably. So I think I'm still, still aligned on third tight end. I think. Not yet, Ross, <laughs> not yet. Productive conversations, but no, we are, we are two months behind on payroll. So I am owed, I am owed a lot. I am owed a lot of money. And so is Pete too, to be candid, but we're not, we didn't want to go public with it and make it a big thing because it frankly doesn't help anybody. But yes, we are, we're hoping it'll get made up soon is the, all I can say. And I'm hoping there'll be a reboot of FO coming in July that I will be heading up. Uh, so that's the hopes right now, but we'll see. Got to, you know, things that have been around for 20 years are on a lot of them. And Football Outsiders is one of those things that was very important to me. I'm in my quest to learn more about analytics. So I would certainly hope to keep it in, in good condition, but that means payroll being caught up and being confident about the trajectory moving forward. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's where we are right now, to be honest. So it's been stressful. You might not be able to tell by my gregarious attitude on these streams, but your boy is sufferance. <laughs> And that'll be the last time I say your boy is sufferance on this stream ever again. Should do 5k subs. We'll give out an AR jersey. Yeah, look, the 3k, the 3k subs thing where Pete and I will do a drunk show when he hits his 15,000 subs. And of course, make sure to comment on all his BBM4 videos to get yourself some entries to win. He's giving away 1500 bucks to three different people, uh, obviously in total. So 500 bucks each. Uh, but yeah, leave the comments on there. But also when Pete hits 50,000 and Splash Play hits 3000, we are doing a drunk show. So if you didn't get enough of drunk Pete from the randomizer stream yesterday with Gretch, uh, that is the thing that uh, we can we can do for you here too. If you just get us a three thousand subs, I would love to be at three thousand subs. I'd love to be at ten thousand, but three thousand is a pretty realistic goal. <laughs> but five, the time we hit five, AR is going to be the MVP of the league. Let's see, we got one more pick here. All right. No, Josh Downs is still available. This is a pretty cheap Josh Downs. Get the triple. I mean, I guess, yeah, the quip, the quadruple with Jonathan Taylor. This is a cheap Josh Downs. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, guys. I'm going to live a little, so to speak. So thin at tight end with Gasicki and Mayer, but I think these guys are both undervalued, and I think they're both going to come up over the course of camp, so I don't mind it. Uh, but yeah, final team here. Do I really need to read it again? I feel like I just read it. Audio listeners have been serviced. The team you just heard before, but then add on Josh Downs. That's that's me reading the team aloud. Let's see what these final picks do here. And we'll name it. We'll spin the wheel again. We'll do it. Do another draft, guys. Got to hit the goals here. I got to stack up every team before that first week of September. So... Uh, we are going to keep going here with the double header streams, and this will be another one. Am I prepared to get six points a week at tight end? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. If you don't get Travis Kelsey, that's the likelihood anyway, probably. 
But Gasicki, though, has been playing a lot. I don't know. If Juju's banged up as well, going to be a good thing for Gasicki, I think. Um, and I don't have Juju in this lineup, so I don't mind it. Uh, but Gasicki, though, everything they've been saying, including quotes like Mac Jones is talking about to the media, a lot of two tight end sets, including Gasicki and Hunter Henry. So I think both those guys are very draftable. All right, we are done. Let me just name it. I guess I'll do one final reading. I don't know. I just feel un I feel unprofessional now because Pete said this, not doing a final reading. Spags, stacks, end, and Seattle. A little bit of Seattle. All right. We got Richardson and Gino at QB, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, Roshan Johnson, Jerome Ford, and Chase Brown at running back, at receiver, Diggs, Metcalf, Judy, Pittman, Pickens, Moore, Pierce, Josh Downs, and a tight end, Gasicki and Michael Mayer combining for six points a week. There we go. All right, let's switch back to the wheel. Let's find out who I'm drafting next. Boop. Took the Colts out, right? Yeah. Okay, Jaguars. Another solid team. Another AFC South team. An AFC South theme here today. So let's do that in a moment. Let me update the banner. I am also in the waiting room for anybody who wants to draft with me in Best Ball Mania 4. Uh, let me switch the screen over and then I'll change the banner. Waiting for five people right now so you can play with me on Underdog. $3 million to first place in Best Ball Mania 4. Great place to play. Great UX. Great fun with your friends on Underdog Fantasy. And now we are in Jaguar season. I really feel like I've stacked the Jaguars <laughs> recently on stream, but uh, we'll be doing it again today, I guess. Has not been on a spag stack. I know because I remove the teams each time. It's been the one thing I'm sure of. But I have 22 teams left to hit on spag stacks. So that's like 11 more weeks. And uh, I'll be off the first week of July in Puerto Rico showing my little son his 116th heritage, my 18th heritage. Uh, besides that, though, I think we're on right on pace to complete all of our stacks by the time Best Ball Media 4 closes. Vamos Jaguares. Yes, indeed. That's what we say in Puerto Rico. Can we get an appearance by the pup? She is a big dog. I don't know. Is she still here? Hey, Penny. Pen pal. Come here, girl. She's also 13 years old, so she is not moving. <laughs> she, to be clear, alive, but not coming over right now. Uh, Penny, you want to come here? Come here, girl. Come here. Don't just look at me. Come on. Come here, Pen. Come on, Pen. This is, the entire stream is going to be me saying, come on, Pen. Good thing I'm in the 12 hole, guys. Come on, Pen. Touch. 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 This is going to work, guys. This is going to work. Come here, Pen. Come up. Come up. Come on. No, she doesn't think she can get up. <laughs> All right. I swear to God, I, we've come this far. Oh, she's also knocking things around. Hold on. Pen pal, come here. Okay. All right, Penny. <laughs> okay, here's Penny. Ah. Oh. oh, she loves it. She loves it. <laughs> okay. How are we going to do this, dog? All right, I think Penny's just doing the stream now. <laughs> okay. Here, you move this way. There we go. Okay. All right, we're back. <laughs> That was much more difficult than it should have been. 
Heavy fucking dog. <laughs> Amen to that. I'm fucking sweating. That was very difficult to navigate. <laughs> In case I was unclear. Oh, and also wearing a jersey doesn't help. <laughs> All right. Now that we got our underdog cardio club in. <laughs> let's let's do it. <laughs> no, Mr. Grapefruit. Not Jets Commanders. We're okay. We got good teams today. All right. Devante, number one. Let's go. Amon Ra, number two. Let's go. We're probably not going to get Calvin Ridley back, but... We'll see. We'll see. We'll get Kirk. We'll get Lawrence. Oh, man. High for New England's tight end in a game last year without a touchdown was eight points. Doesn't matter. That's a different offense. I mean, Matt Patricia was a fucking donkey and a half. So I don't like, I don't think you can hold that against Bill O'Brien this year. Bill O'Brien's certainly a guy that. Uh, when he was coaching as a head coach, had some flaws, but he's at least a competent offensive coordinator, been playing or been coaching at Bama the last few years. So uh, certainly a guy that I would think is more than qualified to improve upon Matt Patricia as offensive coordinator. That would be my my primary take for anything New England related. But that includes the tight ends, that includes the receivers, that includes Mac Jones. Like they're just going to be better than they were last year. So I would not view it as like a one-to-one -one thing. Star Killers on the workout bike. Yes, but did you lift a 65 pound dog for one second of camera time? That's the real workout. I also worked out this morning too. So I'm doubling on workouts. Got running shoes too. I'm going to start, I think, trying to run outside again, which ugh, I hate running so much. Track in high school absolutely soured me on running. When you get old and your child is getting faster by the day, you got to start running, I guess. Look at all the pissing in this room. <laughs> no chance Calvin Ridley's coming back here. Oh, boy. Jay Dukas has no clue what hit him, by the way. If you're in the chat, Jay Dukas, there's either a good room for you or a real bad room, depending on how you handle this. I agree, Adam. I would be an upgrade on Patricia at OC. I, I'll tell you what, man. I've been playing a lot of Madden these days, just really getting in touch with my football roots. <laughs> and also because like I don't have the like I don't have the mental bandwidth to do anything that's much more laborious than that. I'll probably play the AEW game when that comes out. But besides that, you know, Madden kind of perfect for franchise mode. And boy, I've really schemed up some great shit on Madden. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm ready. I'm ready for the call up. Yeah, and Matthew, the thing too, like I love the way it's hate the run. As you get older, I think you just got to do both. Um, so, you know, Pete and I talk like Pete turned 36 this week. I had 38, turned 39 in October. So, you know, when you have a kid and all that shit, like you probably got to do both just to keep ahead of the curve and all that. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I wish like I need to just play basketball. More. Like I have a basketball hoop and I just don't play every day. That'd be a good thing to do too. We'll see. I want to be a running guy so bad. I saw Pete on and Leone just having a great time breaking a sweat on ship chasing. Jay Dukas is putting himself behind the eight ball, man. <laughs> Speaking of running, he's running back heavy here. Woof. I'm an Xbox guy through and through CLN. That is my, that is my thing. I have supported Xbox from day one. Actually got a free Xbox initially because that was when I had my site guys. Um, we were getting all the PR hookups back then. So I had a free Xbox 
Um, then also, I guess my Xbox too was a gift from my wife, Alex. So I'm just a free Xbox guy in particular, but I think the 360, I, I did have to pay for though, <laughs> but yeah. So I've, I've been big on it. I even love the connect. The connect was really fun. Like the voice thing that you could talk to your Xbox and make it like turn on the TV. Uh, that was when I was in like my very single days. It'd be like Xbox turn on TV. And they'd be like, Whoa, what kind of future man are you? And it's like, no, I'm just a guy with an Xbox connect. That'd be the ad I would do. Calvin Ridley goes at 31, but we, we expected that with the wide receiver avalanche Keenan Allen going at 30. Um, <laughs> that, that might be a misclick by our guy, Stark Kindler as he's working out. Oh, Paul's on Xbox one. Get with the times grandpa. We're on the one X one X one S. I don't know. Whatever the nice one is of the current versions. All right. So no Jags. Well, is ATN worth it? I think I'd rather stack up Jags with Bigsby personally. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna keep pissing. <laughs> uh, you know though, we've got three receivers. Any good correlations? No. I don't like DeAndre Hawkins that much. I will take ATN reluctantly just because it is a Jag stack. I have so much Bigsby, I can justify taking ATN here. I don't like ATN though. I will say. You know, to fit the thesis, I talk so much about AR. ATN to me is like one of those guys that people fell in love with and it just hasn't been there in the pros. Like he's not going to get 20 carries in a game. He's not going to get 10 catches in a game. They don't want to use him those ways. Bigsby being there threatens both parts of that. They've already been using Bigsby in the past game. Last week we saw them using Hardy in the past game. Um, so this is why I don't love ATN at, the, at this price tag. If he falls over the course of the summer, uh, once people start to realize the stuff, I think ATN would be great in the fifth round. Uh, but here at the fourth, I don't love it, but we're stacking Jags, so that's why I'm doing it. Hope it's a good enough explainer, but yeah, I mean, I'm actually going to pull up some ATN stats too, so I can back it out further. Uh, ATN, actually pretty good catching passes last year, despite the fact that they didn't use them that way. 12% DVOA, 0.06 EPA per target. So like these are pretty good numbers, not great, like not even as good as you would have thought they would have been uh, based on how good he was in college. But in terms of rushing, negative uh, 0.03 EPA per rush. Uh, slightly positive DVOA per run. So like he's just not doing anything that great. Uh, missing tackles at a 26% rate. So that's pretty good. Um, but I just think they don't want to give him the work that we want him to get. And that's always one of the things fantasy wise that I try to avoid is like, what does the coaching staff align fully uh, with what the public is perceiving this guy as? And I don't think that's the case for ATN. You probably had to reach on Kirk. That is also probably true. Yeah, Kirk goes at 45. So now both these guys are threats. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see who wants Trevor Lawrence more then. Augurai. Augurai Lopez. Yeah, I guess I should have reached for Kirk. God, taking Kirk at 37 would have felt awful. I'm glad I didn't do that. This might be one of those stacks, those spag stacks where I don't get the QB. That hasn't happened yet, um, but it's possible because I, I didn't get Kirk, and I, I wasn't gonna reach fucking ten spots for Kirk. Yeah. Oh, Dukas. Yeah. J Jay Dukas is having a tough time here. J Dukas is like, these running back values are out of control, and he's gonna get receivers in the seventh round, and it's going to be a very poor team overall. 
This is not the way as Pete's talked about, and I've asked him, and I think he's given some really good explainers about in our streams. Um, five running backs here to start when people have are going heavy receiver. You are not going to dig out of that hole. It is just a bad, it's a bad way to draft teams. It doesn't mean he's not smart. doesn't mean whatever. Um, but it's one of those things where it might feel good to you if you're coming into a best ball mania four and you're seeing all these running back values, but you're going to get crushed at receiver so bad. In a draft where, you know, people are reaching for receivers so heavy, you're going to end up with Jacoby Myers, wide receiver one. It's not going to be enough to win. He's gone rogue. I don't even know if this is rogue. I think this is just like, it could be somebody coming in. It's like you draft season long teams and you love running. I think that's honestly the whole thing to me is that people just have been playing season long for so long. They're like, Oh, running back is so important. And they come in here and they're like, why are these guys taking receivers? This doesn't make sense. I'm going to, I have to take a bunch of running backs. These are great values. And it's like, Oh shit, never mind. My team is now dead because I didn't stop taking running backs. Like if he had stopped after two, you know, you can make that work. Value McCaffrey, a value Taylor, even Jacobs, maybe, but then Najee, Aaron, like it's just too much. These guys aren't even big discounts at this point. All right, we're on the clock. Trevor Lawrence is one of the picks. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Fuck you guys and your Jacksonville receivers. I don't care. Um, let's get... Let's get weird correlation here. I, I do think this is a pretty good receiver spot. Ugh. I'm going to take Miles Sanders. Let's get weird. So we're fully correlating for week 17 here, Carolina and Jacksonville. ATN and Sanders. I might regret not getting receivers there, but I probably will regret not getting receivers there, but we're doing a Jag stack. So God damn it. We have to take ATN who I don't like. We have to take Trevor Lawrence ahead of ADP, even though he falls everywhere. And we have to take Miles Sanders because of the week 17 correlation. Done and done. Simple as that. This team, this team has a weird feel to it. <laughs> I gotta say weird mouth feel Trevor Lawrence, at QB running back ATN and Sanders receiver, Adams, Amon raw, Christian Watson, it sucks too because logically, and I didn't just didn't want to take Colts again. I didn't want to subject you guys to that. I should have taken Pittman there, probably, right? Ah. <laughs> Always good when I tune in late to hear you say, let's get weird. Day is made. <laughs> there you go. If one thing you could be sure of here on a Spags Friday stream, things will get weird at some point. When in doubt. People undervaluing the number one overall pick duel in week 17. That's true. Week 17 correlation seems like an overvalued thing, but if it's a coin flip, then I guess I don't think it's overvalued. I think that's if you're reaching everywhere for it. Yes, uh, because you're just putting yourself in configurations that are less advantageous than the people who let the correlation fall to them. Um, but I don't like building teams without correlation. Like I just I don't think that's the right way to do it. Um, you know, if you're trying to win it all at the end, which for me is priority number one, I don't I, I obviously want to advance as many teams as possible, but I care the most about having teams that can win in week 17. Um, and I think that's. Uh, there was one thing that worked for me last year uh, was, you know, obviously independent of a game not going off and just also just probably not having a point even if that game did go off. Uh, but still, like, that's still the meat way to build. Um, and it was what was on the winning team. Like, it was what was on Pat's team, correlating Carolina and Tampa Bay, uh, correlating New England and Buffalo, or New England and Miami.
Like the three things that are never undervalued to me are ADP values, week 17 correlation, um, and stacking. Like that's, that's it. Like those are the three things that I think every single time you should be trying to do. Maybe not, not in that order. Um, week 17 correlation is the lowest of them, but I still think it's important. Yeah. Reaching on correlation. Yeah. But Sanders is at ADP. I don't know. I just don't like that. You know, I took Sanders and then one, two, three, four, like then 10 receivers go. That's not the best for me. 11 receivers. Ugh. But we'll see what we get back. I think because we have three receivers now, we'll still get four through seven. So we're okay. It's just going to be a little bit worse receivers than it should have been, I think. And I just did, like, I just don't need more Pittman. <laughs> I know, I know that like I'm wearing the AR jersey. I know I, I like Pittman still. I just, I can't keep taking them everywhere. I just can't keep taking them everywhere. At a certain point, <laughs> I have to go, no, Pittman, you're just like, you're the, the feeder fish on AR. Like, I don't, like, I like you, but you're just kind of coming along for the ride. Feel you miss out on value by going into predetermined into what team stacks you're going for. I absolutely do. I still think with the way I build teams, I end up working it out enough where I don't think these streams are inherently minus EV. But yes, if I'm reaching for Trevor Lawrence, like I'd rather, I only take Trevor Lawrence when he falls to like the eighties and I have a Jags receiver. So like, um, that's the kind of thing for me, it's just about getting different from my normal builds, but I would agree overall. Like if you're, if you're like me, like you're doing this for a stream. Um, if I were at home, I probably would not be drafting the same way. All right. Uh, let's get one more receiver at least really wish there was any correlation on the board. But Elijah Moore trying to up my exposure there. I think Pete has been as well, but I just I just need more. Uh, no pun intended. And mm -mm. Detroit. Let's just get an early Jameson. This is so early for Jameson Williams, but we already have Amon Ra. I think this is a golf team potentially. So let's see what comes back. But yeah, this team, I just needed some talent. And I think Moore and Williams are two guys that can beat their ADPs. I mean, if it's between them, Zay Flowers is fine, but I don't have any Miami. Cortland Sutton's fine, uh, but I don't have any Chargers. Um, I would rather go for the pure upside of younger guys like Elijah Moore. I guess, you know, Zay's young too, but Zay hasn't shown much so far um, in these early parts of minicamp and OTAs. So I don't know. I, I didn't need him here. I think I've got enough Zay. The more steam is real though. The athletic has really been covering him and I, every you know, beat reporter at Cleveland practices have been Elijah Moore, the one guy that's being looked for over and over again by Deshaun Watson. Um, I still think that, you know, that's been largely because Amari Cooper hasn't been out there. He hasn't been full go uh, during this part of the preseason so far, the off season so far. But I think that still Elijah Moore is going to have a role in this offense. Um, he and DPJ, I think are probably closer in opportunity, but more certainly a different player. So I don't mind it. Um, and Jamison Williams, like if we're playing for week 17, like he's going to have week 17 upside either way. Can't believe you passed on Ingram for the Jag stack. Yeah, I, well, we'll see. Might be a chance that he comes back, but I don't want to, I don't want to promise that or anything. But yeah, I should have probably taken the tight end there. That's fair. I just felt like the wide receiver room was getting pretty thin. I mean, whenever to me, you could see like the entire scroll not a single receiver. I tend to think you try to get ahead of that avalanche a little bit, uh, but it could have just been a time to maybe take Ingram and not, not worry about it.
I just hate getting boxed at a receiver. That's like the one thing for me. Um, cause I, I think receivers are so important. So whenever I don't draft enough receivers, I'm like, you idiot. This is the one thing you believe in. Why are you not doing that? Zero wide receivers three is bold. Yeah. Jay Dukas is just playing a different game than all of us here. <laughs> um, he does have AR stacked with Jonathan Taylor though. So he's got that going for him. Ingram goes to this guy with, I mean, whatever. Again, the second, I told, I warned you guys, the second draft, it's always just like, oh God, why? Why is this the team <laughs> that we ended up with? Uh, the Jags stack though, at least this time we have the QB and we have a running back um, who he doesn't ever throw passes to. So that's a positive for us here. But yeah, this, this pocket, the pockets did not line up well. I should have reached for Ingram, I guess. Tyler Boyd going at 98, though, makes me feel like I was correct to take Jameson Williams at 85. Yeah, Jay, yeah, Jay Dukas' team is not looking good, but he does have AR, so he gets the jersey for this round. I've noticed we both agree on Steeler stacks. Pickett is favorable games during uh, weeks of elite QB bye weeks. Uh, I think Pickett's fine. I think the issue I have with Pickett is there's so many... Well, I guess, I guess this is actually a positive... Um, so many people take Pickett unstacked. I've realized like even people who send me screenshots, like, Hey, how'd this team do? Um, they'll take Pickett unstacked sometimes just because like they need a second QB and, uh, they miss out on that run basically. So I think that a stacked picket is actually probably even more valuable just because of that. And that's small sample size stuff. But whenever I notice things enough over a small sample size of me seeing things, whether it be tweeted screenshots, whether people sending me things and asking for a team review, um, and as to be clear, I don't want to do more of those. So like, don't feel, <laughs> don't feel free. Like you have to send me your screenshots. That said though, a lot of unstacked picket out there. So I do think if you have him, you know, especially double stack with Johnson and uh, Pickens or, you know, Pickens and Freermuth, I think that looks pretty good. Uh, cause people just think Pickett is like an unstacked guy and he's one of the least unstacked guys out there. Um, if he's going to be good this year, it's because he created value for multiple pass catchers. He could run a little bit. But like the unstacked guys, like our Daniel Jones, our, our AR, our Fields, those are the guys that can get points and aren't necessarily going to create big games for receivers to get those points. Pickett has to create big games to get those points. So if you're taking an unstacked Pickett, um, you're making a mistake. Spags keeping Strange in the pocket. Yes, I always, always keep a light on for old Brenton Strange. Yeah, who cares about Evan Ingram when you get Brenton Strange for free? All right, we got a one, two, five, oh. We've got this little bet on Cleveland, so I am going to take Njoku here for at least one real tight end. And uh, and Zay Jones will reach for. Because it is a Jag stack, guys. <laughs> In case you've forgotten by how unenthusiastic I am for how this worked out. Honestly, I'm not even unenthusiastic. It just wasn't going to reach for Ingram, wasn't going to reach for Kirk. It is what it is. But we get Zay Jones, the real hero of this offense, who probably doesn't even have a role now that Calvin Ridley is there. Uh, but he's still a player. He's still a player. And he did score a lot of points in last year's playoffs. So what better sign than that, that he'll score a lot of points in this year's playoffs? It's how that goes.
Are we real? Are we asking this question for? Is this an ironic question? Um, to sum it up, best and I've there's an article on Football Outsiders. You go to the website; it's still the first article there because we've been in our little work stoppage point. You can read an entire article about it there on the homepage spot. The great fantasy football debate of Anthony Richardson or something like that. I forget what the title is, but basically he runs better than any QB he's ever come into the league. He throws the ball deep at a high rate. I um, mean, he's better in in the in between areas. And people realize he was just kind of forced into bad situations in college. So that sums it up best. Read the article though if you want to know the whole take. Charbonnet RB1. Uh, Charbonnet, excuse me. I said it the wrong way, but because you spelled it that way, it threw me off. Um, Charbonnet, it's supposed to be pronounced like the wine. Um, I love him as the start to his year RB build. Uh, I think he's starting to go a little bit later. So maybe you, you want a little more security there to start with. Uh, maybe start with this. This Rash well, Rashad Penny going to 96 shouldn't be a thing. Start with this Javante Williams area, maybe for your RB1. But I think Charbonnet still is a guy that I don't mind being the RB1 in a zero RB build. Um, the draft capitals there. I think he's better than Kenneth Walker. Um, he does a little bit of everything as well. So there is a chance that he can hold off Kenny McIntosh in the past game work. And I guess uh, DJ Dallas is still there as well. Um, he does enough of everything that I think Charbonnet should have a role from day one. And he should probably be the goal line back from day one too, just based on his size and the fact that Walker wasn't that great, you know, when he didn't have those opportunities, but we'll see. I know people love Walker. Uh, I just would rather have Charbonnet and I'd honestly... I take some 18th round Kenny McIntosh because like he's had enough positive uh, reviews from Pete Carroll so far and being a, a pass game back in that offense, it does pass a pretty good rate. Uh, I wouldn't mind that either, but there's also room for Walker and Charbonnet to both get there. I would just rather have the guys 50 picks later. And I think grades out a little better to me. Thoughts on cook at one Oh four fell 24 picks and had to take the discount. I don't mind it. I mean, I, I think that the worry is that he falls even worse to that, that Zeke area, you know, probably not quite that bad. I think it's possible. He doesn't take a job unless somebody know, like, unless somebody really noteworthy goes out, like what would be the situation? It has to be a bell cow back for a team that knows they want to run. And also is a little bit boomerish in terms of their approach. So you're basically talking like Ramondre goes down in preseason. Um, I think the Jets are still an option if Brees is starting slow, but nobody wants to pay what he wants to get paid. Like he thinks he's worth his deal was supposed to be 11 mil. I think he's not going to take, you know, less than eight to 10 mil. Um, so if that's the case, nobody wants to pay that. So he could just be without a job until, until there is that injury and he's willing to take a lower price tag, but he's in a weird spot with the running backs all talking publicly about, Hey, we're getting fucked on our contracts. So I think it's possible that he might just hold out until he gets that. And it doesn't come. Um, I don't know, but that would be my fear, but it's still a good value. Like in terms of just pure ADP, like people were taking Dalvin in the sixties at one point, um, in the start of BBM. So like, I think in that relative to that, like you can't pass him up. I just think he still poses risk no matter what ADP. Dalvin Cook or James Cook. I'm talking about Dalvin with this one. James Cook, I have no issue with James Cook is fine. I think he loses some work to Damian Harris, but he's still the younger back, better pass game guy. Um, you know, it's going to be a similar situation, I think, for him as it was last year with Singletary, just kind of a different, uh, like maybe we, we see more between the 20s work for a guy like Cook, for James Cook, uh, but then for, you know, Harris, probably more goal line work. So that's the issue of Cook. All right, on the clock here. One, two, six, one. Could use some running backs. Kendra Miller, never going to be a click I'm afraid of. No, we really, there's just nobody from Dallas to correlate with here. Gallup's already gone. 
Yeah, Gallup's gone. Let's get another Carolina bring back with Mingo. And then I think we're going to be done at receiver. Maybe besides a late one. It's weird. Like I, I had to reach to get ahead of the avalanche here, but I still don't love my receiving core. So maybe we'll go to eight receivers. But Lawrence at QB, ATN Sanders, Kendry Miller at running back. Receiver, Adams, Amon Ra, Christian Watson, Elijah Moore, Jameson Williams, Zay Jones, Mingo, and Njoku. I guess I should have taken Goff there now that I'm <laughs> now that I'm remembering I have Detroit. Goff might fall though. We'll see. Because I think everybody's got two QBs. No, there's a couple of one flown out there. We'll see. Goff might fall. If not, we're live for Bryce Young. I don't really care. I honestly pass up uh, Jared Goff a little more than I should. I do worry that the Lions start bad. They have kind of a tough schedule to open the year. I worry they start bad and go towards Hooker at the end of the year. So I don't mind taking Lions without Goff. Like, obviously, I wouldn't do it if I had a full stack. And I should have taken Goff there probably. But if I don't take Goff sometimes, it doesn't really bother me that much is the best way to say that. He's in a contract. Like, this is his year, basically, where they either have to pay him or they have to get off the pot and go to Hendon Hooker. Um, I think there's some bad things for Goff that don't get talked about enough publicly. Just because people love the Lions and want them to be good. Kyler Murray goes at 1-4. Jay Dukas is unchained. Jay Dukas unchained. No receivers. No receivers through 13, or through 12, rather. This is a batshit team. It's funny, though, because this was such a wide receiver avalanche room, it didn't actually help the room at all. <laughs> Which is a very funny thing how that works. It only takes one to ruin the will of the collective room. Kendra is some Adam boy, you're killing me. <laughs> some of these takes today, bud. Kendra is one of, one of my favorite players, one of Pete's favorite players. Um, maybe, you know, we could be wrong about it, but he's young. Uh, he did miss uh, another guy. If we are going to talk about some of these guys having some red flags from the mini camp and OTA portion of things, Kendra didn't go from that. Cause he's still banged up. I think he tore his MCL, uh, in the championship game, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, but somewhere around that range towards MCL. So uh, he has not necessarily been able to show off what he can do. That said, I do think that he is the kind of player that um, I'm willing to still you know, take the flyers on and hope that he can get there for the time week 17 rolls around. But he might not be there for week one if he does have a, a slow start to training camp. I, I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. He's also got a high avoided tackle rate. He has a lot of the metrics that you're looking for. I've looked up his RAS score recently, but like it's him versus Jamal Williams, who has no juice left. And Alvin Kamara, who's quickly depleting in juice. So uh, you have to compare it to the guys that are there, not to like your platonic ideals. And he also was like, I mean, I'll, I'll pull up the numbers. Uh, Kendra, 20, 30% avoided tackle rate in college, positive EPA player, uh, running and catching the ball. Um, Actually pretty good against eight-man boxes as well, despite the fact that he's not a huge guy. A 21% avoided tackle rate there. He, he fits everything that I would look for in a back that could actually be useful. If he, I, Somebody want to confirm this for me? I'll, I'll look it up. If, I, I think I don't like fake information or incorrect information, but we'll, we'll check RAS.football in a moment here. All right. 
1371 Goff got taken by Nates, so we will not be getting him today, which is honestly completely fine. Um, I'm still going to take Sam Laporta, even though he didn't get Goff. I, I wanted to Goff to fall, so I did miss him initially, and then I was like, fuck it. If he falls, this will work out really well. And I thought I would take Goff and Laporta in one burst, but it's this also is pretty fine. Um, so we still have our Detroit stack there. Um, <laughs> and we need more running backs. Definitely a little thin there still. Jerome Ford, I think, works with this build. Another guy who we're hoping has a bigger role by week 17, though. It does feel like he'll have some role in week one, so I don't mind that. Uh, football. I'm looking up the Kendra Miller splits. Pair... Kendra Miller. Okay, Kendra Miller didn't test the combine. That's why. So yeah, all right. I can't can't prove you wrong, Adam, but I don't think he's a four six back. There we go. Four unofficial four point five eight. That's not four six. <laughs> but I will say the one thing that. Uh, that definitely stands out the most and does tend to be the stickiest between college and the pros is the avoided tackle rate. Like, you know, I know people are speed fiends always, obviously speed never hurts anybody at all, but like avoiding tackles is the one thing you can do at every level. Um, so he's one of the best in the class at that. He's I think just right behind Bijan and Roshan. Um, yeah. Yeah. 30% put him right behind Bijan and Roshan and also behind Dwayne McBride but higher than everybody else in the class would be uh Kendra Miller in terms of avoided tackle rate. Reminds me of a Michael Turner. I mean, Michael Turner, I don't like, he's still a back that would work in this generation. It's just, it's just relative to the coaching whims. Like Michael Turner worked because his coaches gave him 20 to 20 to 30 touches a game that first year when he signed the contract moving to Atlanta. Um, like that could be the case for any back now. It's just that that's not, how coaches perceive to be the optimal way to approach it. Um, also, Jay Dukas took a receiver. And then we got a round of applause for Jay Dukas. John Mechie, wide receiver one. See, the thing is, he had to scoop up the Tyler Algier value at running back after only having Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, and Damian Pierce at running back. Those guys aren't necessarily going to be enough to get you to week 17. So you had to get Tyler Algier. This Jay Dukas team, I got to say, guys, We've had some bad teams drafted on stream. This might be the worst. This, this might be the worst out of all of them. And I don't think it's a deliberately bad team. I don't think this person is building in a way that's meant to be bad. And I'm trying to be nicer to people because sometimes these people, I'll make fun of their teams. Then they'll come into chat and be really mad and give me down votes. Uh, like, <laughs> like the, like happened last week. Somebody disliked the video a handful of times from uh, the same accounts or connected accounts rather. Um, so <laughs> So that was fun for me. And I'm pretty sure that was the guy who got very mad that we were like, your team is stupid and shit on the stream. I say we like, because we're all part of it, right? We're all together. Um, so I'm trying to be less mean to people's teams on stream, but this team is, is terrible. It's just, it's not how you build a best ball team. There we go. The arguments been settled. Terrell Davis ran a four, seven, two. Emmett Smith was slow as shit too. It's just, it's just opportunity, like ultimately opportunity and having something else you're good at, you know, and I think the avoided tackle rate is something that would be, uh, that would fit that criteria. 
Okay, Bryce Young goes. So we are now down to other options. <laughs> Maybe there's a Hendon Hooker build. Oh, boy. Did not expect this run of QB here, but that's what happens when you have somebody who drafts one, two, three, four, five QBs and one receiver. What, what a dog shit situation this, this was. All right. Put our money where our mouth is. Mac Jones. What the fuck is even left to correlate with him? Thornton's gone, right? Yep. Mm. Fuck. Oh, I hate this room. I'm going to take a running back here and I'll figure out what else. <sighs> Mac Jones with Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne looking good in OTAs and minicamp. Um, Mac Jones correlated with Hunter Henry. Though I do want to take Brenton Strange still. <laughs> that run at QB. That was infuriating. Jay Dukas, one receiver and said, nah, I need a fifth QB. <sighs> if this is how you want to use your $25, more power to you, I guess. Just every time, guys, I, if there's anything like what are the unwritten laws of life or not unwritten laws of life, death, taxes, and then somebody fucking up a second draft for me <laughs> on these streams. Could have left with the positive vibes of AR going, yeah, man, AR, great cold draft. Everybody thinks the team is sick. Come in here, try and draft Jags. Everybody takes the receivers. This guy takes fucking five QBs and 17 running backs. He take he took more players at positions than there are actual rounds in the draft somehow. I do have Devontae Parker. Yes, this could be a late Devontae Parker. The, the Jag stack with Mac Jones, Devontae Parker, and Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> to defend Jay Dukas, when Mechie is your wide receiver one, you kind of need Stroud as your QB five. That's true. The correlation there of stacking. He's doing Jay Dukas stacks. He just does it a little bit different. And he did get Damian Pierce too. So Mechie, Stroud, Damian Pierce. If those guys go off for 17 weeks, he will almost have enough points to not finish last. <laughs> Unbelievable. This is one of the worst. This is one of the worst teams. This is because <laughs> you know what, too? Like the bad teams usually don't affect everybody else's building in a room. He found a way to do that. So if you ever, if you ever are really depressed in your life and you just need to ruin a room for somebody else, draft like Jay Dukas, where you just don't take receivers, you take all these other positions and dry them out, and you ruin everybody else's teams along the way. Underdog might scrap this draft. He did one of mine, but some did the same type of thing. It still has to have ADP reaches usually, and he doesn't have any ADP reaches. So I don't think I don't think it would get scrapped. Um, anything that he's taken has been within range. Even Kyler was in range. Who knows? Maybe we'll get this thrown out and I'll get a freebie and I won't even know about it. Nonetheless, you know, and honestly, it'd be good if this one got thrown out. I've got Jag stacks. I've got Jag stacks, guys. I don't mean to flex. I've got a Jag here or there, <laughs> but, but I've got enough Jag stacks. So if this gets thrown out, fine. Good. So be it. I think it's going to make him take the receivers here. Here we go. We're getting other people in the drafts here. Oh, wait, short gamer. Wait, are you in the? Yeah, you're in the draft. Yeah, everybody here in the draft agreeing. Just throw the draft out. 
Terrace Marshall, Darius Slayton, all my 18th round guys going early too. I just don't get how the room worked out this way. I think it's just that he took too many running backs and QBs. We all took too many receivers. And then in the middle is just shit. So this is actually a very, very unique draft you're seeing here. I know it wasn't what we would call good by the traditional sense or a well-crafted team or <laughs> worth the effort of creating content. That said, this is a very unique room you're not going to see a lot of. While we're on the Jags draft, you have a Calvin Ridley take for the season. Too expensive at current ADP. I think he is a better version of Zay Jones last year, so I think he should go a little bit lower. That said, you're buying in on the chance that he's still fresh. Like, obviously, having a year off is never a bad thing. The part that worries me is he really wasn't good in Atlanta before this all kind of fell apart. Um, I've kind of been assuaged by him talking about, you know, hey, uh, like, I have these athletic articles, and here's all my trauma, and, like, I'm going to be great. And it's like, all right, <laughs> I'll give him a shot. Um, but I do think there's reason to have some concern. I'm still taking him, but he's not like a guy I go out of my way for. And that's why too, I think that Metcalf is a teardrop because I just don't have that confidence level on Ridley. I, I have more confidence in Cooper than I do Ridley, uh, personally. All right. Let's see what Patriots we can get. Not even, can't even get Pierre strong. What a, what a draft. Oh, okay. Ty Montgomery. Let's do that. And Devontae Parker. So Devontae Parker for sure gets cut if they sign Hopkins. So that's an issue for Parker. Kendrick Bourne, I think, is on the roster regardless. But also, we could take Kevin Harris and get really weird and get a sixth running back, which I wouldn't mind because I think we've got enough receivers now. I also wish Ty Montgomery were just a running back. I am going to take Kevin Harris here. My first Kevin Harris share would have been Pierre Strong, but he's gone. <laughs> when you come back to see Mac at the 15th, you know, something went wrong. GA, I called you, <laughs> called you out on Tuesday. You have very accurate chat by you. Things went a little bit askew here. And it really began with this run right here that just took away every option that was available uh, to make this clean. But we all had to, we all had to scrap at that point. I get it. Should have been JJ Taylor rolled the clip. Unfortunately, I don't have access to the ship chasing clips, but that's why I have to take Kevin Harris. I have to plant my flag for Kevin Harris because those guys claim JJ Taylor. Time out the new Taysom. Yeah, there we go. That's oof. <laughs> Time out is a player who seems like he'll be more involved than he probably should be. Short game, we're taking Chris Rodriguez. I do like that pick, especially if you have any Washington. Okay, you don't have any Washington, but I still like the pick. I think Chris Rodriguez is now officially worth going in the end of drafts. The Kareem Hunt apparently talking to the commanders, which would upset everything there. Um, that said, I don't think Kareem Hunt, like he doesn't take the whole role. He just takes enough of everybody's role to make it just dog shit. Um, so if you, for the people out there who are right now handcuffing that commander's backfield and taking both backs, excuse me, taking both uh, Robinson and taking Gibson, you are potentially in a bad spot if Kareem Hunt goes there. So something to keep in mind if you are one of those people, because I've not been one of those people. I think you take Robinson in draft, you take Gibson in another draft sometimes, like that's fine. I've never been a guy who thinks you should take both backs. If they sign Kareem Hunt and you took both backs, that team is in dire straits. Oh, you have SF. Okay, there we go. There we go. That works. Week 17 correlation. Chris Rodriguez certainly could be the back in week 17, regardless of how this all works out for them. <laughs> Star Kindler, the only one who likes my team. 
Well, that's because you did because you got ahead of the avalanche a little bit by taking early Keenan Allen. So you just took a like a a price on your on your situation and then stacked it up and made it work for you. So I think that was smart. And a triple stack too with Quentin Johnson. Yeah, I could see why Star Kindler does like his team. Wish you'd gotten Javante. I love getting Javante on a as a bring back on a Charger stack. But yeah, that's a good team. He made it work for you. All right, there we go. We are wrapped here. I'll show my exposures in a moment. Uh, let me just pull this up and completed. Best Ball Mania 4. Spags, Stacks, Jags, technically. <laughs> Spags, Stacks. I think both are capitalized for the proper branding. Jacks, Kinda. Any. Okay. To the final team, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones at QB, yuck, running back, Travis Etienne, Miles Sanders, Kendra Miller, Jerome Ford, Raheem Mostert, Kevin Harris at wide receiver, Devontae Adams, Amon Ross St. Brown, Christian Watson, Elijah Moore, Jamison Williams, Zay Jones, Jonathan Mango, Ty Montgomery, and a tight end, David Njoku and Sam Laporta. I should have taken Goff. Uh, that's the one thing I would do differently now, but I really thought I could force him to fall. And if he did, I would have felt a lot better than everybody else who had to deal with that QB avalanche caused by that guy. Uh, but that's that's the way it works out. All right, exposures. Just BBM. Oh, boy. Anthony Richardson now number three overall. So Christian Watson, number one. Uh, Michael Pittman, number two. At QB, though, AR still my top owned player. And you can see I have very flat QB exposures besides AR. 32% AR. Everybody else, 12% Max Mahomes. Stroud, who I think is also, by the way, running with the starters. Definitely worth taking uh, for where he's going right now. Deshaun Watson. So we're above on all these guys and then under a little bit once it starts to get to the Garoppolo range. Running back, Jalen Warren, Kendra Miller, Devin Singletary, Tank Bigsby, and Roshan Johnson, my top five, which does make sense. Good mix of rookies and young guys. Um, J.K. Dobbins is one that I do wish I had a little bit less of because I think he's going to get cheaper for as long as his hold-in goes on. He wants a new contract. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, no issue there. Penny, a little bit worries me about the potential cut risk, but still a player that I have a lot of. So these are all my guys that I'm over the field on. And then we get under a little bit. Izzy, yeah, that makes sense. Receiver, Christian Watson, Michael Pittman, DK Metcalf, all those guys above 25%. Kadarius Tony just underneath, George Pickens underneath, Jalen Waddle. Um, so these are my these are my big stands. These are absolutely, by the way, my big stands. Besides Metcalf, um, Metcalf is just kind of here by inertia, but <laughs> yeah, I do like Kendra Miller. It's not a lie. If I have a take on a stream, you can trust that I'm doing it with my money too. Uh, but Quinn Johnson, I'm surprised I have a lot more than a field of, but I do love him. Alec Pierce looking pretty good too. And then a tight end, Mark Andrews, my biggest stand. Irv Smith, though, a big stand. Jelani Woods, I've talked about, just have too much of him. I want to dial that closer to probably 16%, if not less. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, also looking pretty good there. Take him whenever he's a value. Michael Mayer. Uh, so you can see here, I am definitely flattening out my tight end exposures, but I do have more than the field of Travis Kelsey, which I think is kind of all you can do with the position. And wish I had more Dallas Goddard. He is my favorite tight end relative to the ADPs, but he just doesn't align a lot for me perfectly. The New Orleans backfield situation is so tough, considering Taysom will still get six to eight TDs. 
It's certainly a possibility, but I still think there's value in the role, and I do think that there isn't anything locked in by any stretch uh, with Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams. There we go, guys. That is the Spag Stacks for today. Again, subscribe if you have not done so yet. Please hit the like button. Leave a comment down below if you're watching after the fact. I always reply to the comments here on the channel, and it means a lot to me to see them come through, so please make sure to leave a comment. And of course, subscribing matters a lot here. That March to 3K subs on here so we can do a drunk show with me and Pete together when he hits his 15,000 subs. That is the goal. So push, push, push. Push, push, splash play to 3K subs. Pretty, pretty, please. Follow me on Twitter at Chris Spags. Follow this show at, oh, no, yeah, don't gamble irresponsibly. <laughs> Follow this show at Splash Play Pod and use that promo code SPLASH if you want to double your deposit up to 100 bucks uh, on Underdog. Do that right now. Lots of great tournaments. That Golden was out fast. We're going to have a lot of fun ones coming up, so check those out. But I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Hope you guys enjoy your weekends. Have a lot of fun. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there and graduation and all the grads out there as well. Dads and grads, my favorite. I'll see you guys again soon. Enjoy your weekends. Good luck. Bye.